Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Santa Tide Podcast, where no matter if it's Eastern Time, Western Time, or Pacific Time, it'll always be Santa Time. I am back after another break. Uh, it has been a busy month for me, but I'm not back. And I am here now with another 2023 Halloween special. And I'm here now with returning guest, uh, who was from the Shrek episode, uh, Isabel. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. And you? Pretty great. Doing doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. It's Halloween weekend, so it's that time of the year again. And uh, for those of you, uh, for the mainly audio listeners, I am in costume as... As the best uh, non-Straw Hat character from One Piece, Trafalgar Law. Sorry to you Shanks fans, but but uh, but yeah, Trafalgar Law is my favorite character from One Piece. It doesn't matter if Shanks is stronger than Trafalgar Law. I just like him better. I don't know. He's pretty cool. He's like a doctor, right? I haven't read all of One Piece or watched all of it, but I, I yes. sort of know who he, he is. is. So, basically, so basically, Law is... Like, a, he is named the Surgeon of Death. Oh. Yes. And, like, That's his whole cool. power is that he can switch the... Bo- like, uh, his whole, like, Devil Fruit power is that he can... is that he could switch places, right? Um, um, I, I, I forgot... <laughs> I keep forgetting what the fruit is called, but, like, not only does he, does he switch place... The, does he make his opponents switch places, but he also switches people's bodies and body parts as well. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen, like, the pictures of him, like, holding hearts and stuff. It's pretty yes. pretty gnarly, but in a cool way. It's badass. And, and, and his battle call signs are basically room shambles. <laughs> but yeah, but enough, but enough about me talking about law. Uh, you guys are here for for us to geek about Halloween, okay? Um, probably like 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 probably my favorite holiday. That's but like like probably my favorite holiday. Like uh, better than that's that is uh, that is better than that is better than Christmas. I still like Christmas, but like but like I don't know. I just like the spooky vibe of Halloween. I like dressing up. I like candy. You know, what about you? What what do you like about Halloween? <laughs> I also like uh, the costumes, especially seeing other people's costumes because people tend to be pretty creative. Um, I went to a Halloween party this Friday, and there was a pit bull. There were some like uh, guys dressed as like the burly Powerpuff Girls. Um, oh, nice! There were some people dressed as like toilet paper, paper, like funny costumes. And I always think that's great. Like people's creativity this time of year is always um, great. A sight to behold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Yeah. And I also love seeing celebrities dress up too. You know, like, uh, you know, you know, like this year so far, uh, I don't know if you see, I, I don't know if you've seen the pictures yet, but uh, Austin Butler and Kaya Gerbe are dressed at, uh, or at least like Austin Butler. Austin Butler is dressed as Andy Warhol. Oh, that's cool. Yes. That's a cool and, costume. And uh, Madeline Pesh, Lily Reinhardt, and uh, Camila Mendez, the three actresses from Riverdale, are or harley quinn poison ivy and catwoman yeah oh yeah they always do like uh group costumes it's very cool group costumes are amazing and i do you watch eddie burback yes yes i do yeah so eddie and his girlfriend chrissy are peter and lois i just saw (laughs) i saw a recent picture of them it's so that's great (laughs) yes yes i really yeah yeah i love eddie burback his videos are so like are, are really good like especially i love the videos that he did on his like cross country road trips going to every rainforest cafe and going to every margaritaville yeah the margaritaville was i and i it's very funny because he does it um with someone else i'm so sorry i forgot his name but um 
Ted, his his friend Ted, yeah, right? Ted. Yeah. Because they both make videos, it's very funny seeing like their opposite perspectives. Like if Eddie mm -hmm. hates it, then his friend loves it. Or if his friend hates it, Eddie's like having a great time. Like specifically Eddie. <laughs> Eddie hates Rainforest Cafe. You would like see him like complain about the thunderstorms, the elephant noises, and he has like a funny like relationship with like the monkey paintings in the bathroom wall. <laughs> he's yeah. like oh look at those monkeys like those monkeys it feels like it, it feels like i have such a rapport with these monkeys everywhere i go they look at me <laughs> oh my god but yeah anyways yeah. anyways let's 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 get down to like let's let's get back to halloween uh do you have any plans um I'm gonna go uh, at my college. They are doing like a screening of horror films centered around women. So I'm gonna go. Interesting. We're gonna see. Um, well, I, they're gonna uh, show Pearl and Promising Young Woman. And I've seen both of those films already, but uh, seeing it in a group setting, it's gonna be fun. Okay. Uh, I'm really confused. Um, I don't see how Promising Young Woman is a horror, really. Um, it's it's I know it's a little bit debatable. Pearl but... is a horror movie, not promising. Yes. woman. there's nothing spooky about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. It's the films they chose. They were they. It's mostly the theme of like a uh, female anger in film that they chose for this year. Right, right. Yeah, like specifically, I like Pearl better than Promising Young Woman. Like, like, like just because Promising Young Woman had so, like like it had such a it had such a great premise i liked how it looked and then and then and then i didn't like how exactly it ended like i'm very mixed up i'm very mixed about that movie how about you um i am too when i first saw it i haven't seen it like in i saw it like two years ago and i don't remember it very well but it got a very mixed reception overall and uh, there are some things I like better than others. And it's a movie that has a lot of potential. But I I don't dislike the ending as much as other people. That's like my mm. hot take. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. Uh, but however, it does get me excited for Saltburn though. Like Emerald Fennell's like next feature. So yes. No. And um, some reviews have come out. Of course, they're like spoiler free reviews, but they it seems crazy. So I am so excited for Salper. I'm craving it. It's probably gonna be my favorite film of the year. Probably I don't know. Like it might it might be a Babylon situation where like where like this move where like this movie I'm going to like really love. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. Okay. Uh, as for my plans for Halloween, uh, I don't know. We're probably just gonna go to a party or something downtown i don't know and nice. and i'm also gonna do some post halloween stuff the friend i don't know yeah Ooh. yeah <laughs> that's great yeah. you're gonna do another costume or dress as trafalgar no again? no i'm just i'm just going with love didn't have didn't have time for a second costume and i'm like here's the deal like here's the thing though why do people need like second or third costumes for Halloween? Just stick with one costume. You're basically <laughs> you're basically wasting a lot of fabric here. Oh, true. I sometimes I've done that, but more so because I have like um a more comfortable costume for like outings and then uh like a more elaborate costume when I'm like, I don't know, at home or something. Or you know, like a more uh intimate setting that doesn't require me to like walking the street or stuff. Right, got it. Okay, yeah, that's understandable. But yeah, let's uh let's get into our top five, shall we? But uh, yes. But before we do that, though, um, I just want to like address a recent. I I just want to address some recent news real quick. It's just it's just one thing that I want to like get out of the way. Um, it's gonna be hard for me to even talk about. I'm sure. I'm sure many of you, I'm sure many of you listeners know my friends, my family, anyone like like anyone who has anyone who knows my like like anyone who knows 
like 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 anyone who knows who I've watched um Friends before, but uh last night um news broke out that Matthew Perry, who famously played Chandler Bing, uh passed away at the age of fifty-four. Um, his body was found at his LA home from an apparent drowning accident. Um, I, 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 I still, I still remember where I was. Um, obviously this was yesterday, but um, I was, uh, I was in the middle of um closing, um, at my job, and like there was this like last minute appointment thing. I work in an escape room, and um. And like I saw on my phone, and and uh, one of my friends was like, <laughs> was like holy, sh well was all like holy shit. And there was like a picture of of disgusting film. And for a second, I thought it was disgusting film. If you know what that is, you know, like it's 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 this like fake movie news site or whatever. But then I noticed the C, and it was and it was in fact disgusting film. And that was when I knew that it was like legit. And I didn't really want to believe that. I didn't want it to be true. But like I did, I did some more digging and it was in fact true. Like I nearly had a breakdown that day. So essentially like as a teenager, I loved watching Friends a lot. Like it was like, I thought, I, I thought it was like the funniest Thing ever probably probably a top 10 sitcom for me um and like like many people have like like, like many people have shared this and, and and i'm sharing this opinion too chandler bing was my favorite character from the show like specifically because he had such a peak male performance that he had in like 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 uh, in this iconic sitcom from the nineties and just the way Matthew Perry just delivered every sarcastic comment as Chandler was nothing short of comedic gold and there will be nothing like it. And just all I got to say is like, rest in peace, Matthew Perry, you will be missed. And also like treasure your loved ones as much as you can, just because you never know really. That's that's about it. No, it's really, really. He was very young, and it's really tragic that it was an accident. Yeah, the and... way it was, especially considering that this past couple of years he's been really open about all of his very terrible struggles, um, before, during, and after the friend, the fame that came from friends. So, it's it's really heartbreaking. Yeah, and like, and I think he even talked about. Like Matt, and I think Matt even talked about um trying to like, like uh, but like he was so close to like getting better. He was like, uh, he was already like sober at that point, and 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 now he's just gone. It's just it's just such yeah. a shame. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm uh, okay. Let's uh, <laughs> let's off. Let's move on to our top five before I start crying. <laughs> exactly yeah oh my god yeah all right uh first off uh my number five is uh monster house oh yeah <laughs> i i love monster house i loved watching it as an itty bitty child since i was so since i was a child my parents bought the dvd for me when i was eight years old and i've been watching it every halloween ever since and like it's like it's essentially like this was this was basically my hocus pocus really and i'm saying oh, that just nice. because and, and i'm saying that just because i have such a strong bias towards monster house just because again i loved watching it as a kid i think it's a i i, I just think there's something cool about a scary ass house that wants to fucking eat people well, not really eat people just like swallow them you know and like and i just really like the enduring quality of this film well not exactly quality just because like the animation doesn't really look that great but i like but but but, but i like that this specific animation 
was a quality of its time. And you also, and of course, like, like I said, it has such a great spooky vibe towards it. And, and, and it's, a, and it's basically a throwback. And it's basically a nostalgia trip into childhood, you know, like what, you know, like whether it's you know, like whether it's like hanging out, like whether it's hanging out with your best friend in the neighborhood playing basketball, or uh, or like encountering like cranky neighbors or some shit, and like it's all like part of like like part of what childhood is, and it's how it's all part of what childhood is, and also like. I really like the vocal performances in this movie, especially Steve Buscemi as Nebercracker. I think yeah. he's fantastic. And um, and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, who plays the gothic teen babysitter of DJ. Yeah. She's excellent too. And, she's so um, funny. Can you believe Mitchell Musso voiced DJ? Really? Yes. Oh, that, wow. That is Mitchell Musso. And during like his Hannah Montana era as well, so... Oh, I never knew that. That's crazy. Well, well, actually, well, actually, Hannah Montana was like a year after, like Monster House was oh, in there okay. around 2006. So I think it was about like a year or like two years after that. Oh, okay. But, but, so but, 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 yeah, but still, yeah. <laughs> pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty Hannah Montana. But, but, but yeah, I love this movie. So what are you, what are your thoughts on Monster House? I have... I did not see it in theaters as I was like too young to see it, but I do remember seeing it on reruns on Halloween or at someone's house. And um, it was, it, it scared me. It scared me to the depth yeah. of my soul. Um, I never I lived in like you. a, like like yeah. I don't blame you. Like the way that the house looked with its like with its like broken like wood teeth and, and yeah and the eyes like ugh. Yeah, I don't live in a neighborhood. I've always lived in apartments. So also like the unfamiliarity sort of added like this mystique to me of like haunted old houses abandoned in uh in suburban neighborhoods. It felt very um like I knew it was fake, but it felt very real to me. Like at any moment, like a house could actually turn evil and eat me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of not traumatized me but it, it marked me very deeply and revisiting when i was older i realized how funny uh it was oh my god the spooky it's parts. like 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 when you watch monster house as an adult like the jokes are so funny in this movie especially like especially the uh uvula bit yeah you know? and, oh yeah and and when chowder like basically said to one of the cops like hey like uh my cousin is a cop in Milwaukee. Well, kinda. He has a gun. <laughs> yeah, and I also I, I think my the a part that I I have a lot of fondness for is when uh Elizabeth, which is the the babysitter, arrives home, yeah. and the and she's just like an asshole. She's like, oh, who would they believe, me or your or you? It's just so. Oh my gosh, she's so DJ, bitchy. I love her. Why did you do that? <laughs> and uh, you know, Bones, the boyfriend type of guy yeah that's jason lee really yeah oh i was trying to open imdb to check yeah it's true oh my god what a stuff catherine o'hara is the mom that's yeah great. yeah catherine o'hara is the mom oh, wait a minute you're gonna tell me that the dad is eugene levy i'm just kidding he's not eugene levi did not voice the dad if it was i would have geeked about it no he isn't but that would have been it. a great uh she's so greek um Fuck. <laughs> Uh, Shit's Creek, um, little prequel of sorts, or like a, uh, or like type of like a Christopher Guest type of callback because like they did yeah. do move like like they did do movies together like with him. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. So, what's your number five? My number five is the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari by F. W. Murnau. I I've never seen it. It's a 1920 silent film. Uh, German expressionism and it's the reason I chose it it's because I was never like the biggest um, Tim Burton fan growing up but his movies were very iconic uh, I, I saw like all of them with my friends or even I remember I don't know exactly why but I was shown uh, Edward Scissorhands at school and I I found them like very charming 
And then I recently, like last year, or like the year before last, I saw Dr. Caligari for the first time. And it's it's considered the first horror movie in history. Um, and yeah, it's oh, like it's very early silent film, 1920. And it very deeply inspired uh, Tim Burton. Like his aesthetic comes entirely from that film. Um, and I think it's just so, so great. Even today, it's so stylized um all the sets are very interesting because they're like angular and pointy the streets are never straight but they're always like angular and uh curving at every which way and it's also um i i also chose it because i think it it like kind of uh is in dialogue with a lot of what they call like elevated horror nowadays i really don't like that term but um I don't want to go too much into spoiler territory, yeah, yeah, yeah. but thanks there's a, like yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Five Cream. <laughs> yeah, it talks a lot. Uh, it it there's a lit, they talk about like mental health. There's a psychiatrist character, which I found very interesting for like a film made so early into cinema history. Um, there's also like the villain isn't the monster. The monster, which his name is Cesare, and he looks identical to Gerard Way, it's crazy. Uh, but the oh. monster is more of a tragic uh, creature sort of curve. Hello. Silence films are rather short. <laughs> so it's a, a great watch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will definitely I will definitely give Dr. Caligari a watch. Uh, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? It's on Tubi, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. Uh, okay, my number four is this is a uh, this is a recent film, Terrifier Two. Oh, I saw someone dressed up as Art the Clown the other day. Well, Friday, going to the party, and I was I was shaking in my boots. <laughs> oh I've... my god. Okay. Uh, okay. To okay. Hopefully nobody takes offense to this, but I don't think I could trust anybody who dresses as Art the Clown. Like if I see Art the Clown, I'm walking the other way. Okay. Like <laughs> No, yeah. I, I was in a car and I was like, thank God I'm in a car and not on the street walking next to this person. I was a I was a little bit concerned. But <laughs> I hope that person had good intentions behind their costume, I guess. I, I listen, I, I hope so too. Listen, like if you like Terrifier, that's great. But yeah, I I really like Terrifier too. Uh, um it is so so basically Terrifier 2 is obviously the sequel to the first Terrifier, and it kind of picks off where it left off, but it has like new characters. So it's about this woman named Sienna. Named Sienna, who is reeling from the death of her father. And uh and uh and like basically like and, and like basically like she deals with like and, and basically like she and her friends are basically like targeted by Arthur Clown and her brother is like accused of like <laughs> of like bringing a possum carcass into school yada 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 like yeah yeah it's 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 really creepy stuff yes it is yes, it is two hours and twenty minutes long, but I am telling you, the pacing like works. I think like I think it's placed really, really well. And yes, the act, <laughs> and yes, the acting is not quite there yet. But holy god, Terrifier Two has amazing kills. I haven't seen neither the first one nor the sequel. Oh my god. Okay. Precisely a... because I saw I, I I um I don't know how or why like maybe scrolling on TikTok or something. I came across like somebody re-uploaded a clip from Terrified 2 and I am personally very like I have a certain tolerance gap for kills mm. and gore and it's too much for me, but I know it has a cult following, so I I I respect it from afar. Like it's very <laughs> very violent like, like yeah like uh, art the clown like will basically treat pennywise like fucking chump change like 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 art is an absolute piece of work of a character like 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 he like uh, he eviscerates people with no remorse whatsoever like basically he takes joy in killing people 
and like and I guess that's the beauty about this cult following, you know, just because like Art the Clown is now basically is now basically recognized in media nowadays and that people want more of Art the Clown. It's precisely why Terrifier 3 is confirmed and it's going to be a Christmas horror movie, apparently. Oh. Yeah. A Terrifier movie for every season, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but but but, but but yeah, I like it. I might even say I love it. I don't know. Like like it has such vibrant colors. And again, and again, the kills are great. I think Sienna is a great final girl to me. So yeah, all right. That's my number four. What's your number four? My number four is it's a made for TV movie, but it's Monster High, Why Do Ghouls Fall in Love? So I Ooh. want to add some context. Uh my grandparents, my uh uh, paternal grandparents they married on october 31st because halloween wasn't celebrated here in colombia or in like most latin american countries until like very recently let's say well not recently recently but it wasn't a, a, a custom to be celebrated in uh up until like the 70s let's say it's an american export here so um for most of uh, Colombians, Halloween was just like a regular day, so my grandparents decided to marry on October 31st and so I would go visit my grandmother with my best, my childhood best friend, and then we would go trick-or-treating around my uh, grandparents' neighborhood. And every Halloween in uh, Cartoon Network, they would do a marathon of Monster High movies, and also I I loved Monster High when it came out. It, if, if, if the people who are Monster High fans and were Monster High fans in childhood will know, Monster High changed the fashion doll game. It basically, like, it never outsold Barbie, but it outsold Barbie in the love people have for, like, this franchise of dolls. And the in movies a, are great. In other words, Monster High is, uh, is Barbie for goth girls. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, it not just goth and other and other Mon girls too and other girls too not just goths Sorry. yeah <laughs> yeah because monster high has like this um tagline of acceptance and individuality and diversity so that that was appealing for so many people of all different kinds and for many different reasons but the characters are so iconic uh, my favorite has always been dracula Draculaura. <laughs> I have a hard time saying her name, but that that's the reason I chose uh, Monster High Why Do Ghouls Fall in Love, which like it's more of a Valentine's Day film, but um for those of you who know little to nothing about <laughs> Monster High lore, um this is the film that they introduced the character of Kieran Valentine who was um he was never outwardly confirmed because then uh Mattel sort of censored it, but he was supposed mm. to be the first openly queer Monster High character. So, of course Mattel censored it. Yeah. But it was um it's a great film. Like you don't have to know a lot about Monster High. They always sort of reintroduce the characters and their dynamics at Oh Laura Bailey. Okay. I think I'll watch this. Yeah. You know, this has a I good think roster of, this has a good roster of voice actors, not gonna lie. Yeah, Monster High had very high quality everything. High quality dolls, high quality TV for uh, films high quality everything um it was great it's still great they they sort of did a soft reboot recently um but yeah i highly recommend it it's it's just fun it's very funny it's like a halloween valentine's day movie oh i might i might check this out i don't know well i mean i did see barbie so now i'm like so so now i'm open to more like franchise doll whatever stuff nowadays you know so I highly recommend it. Hi yeah, Monster High, sure. it's it's due, uh, it's critical reappraisal, in my opinion. Nice. Okay. So that's number four. My number three is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Oh, that's a great choice. That's iconic. Yes. Yes, it is. It's probably the most iconic, like, animated Scooby-Doo movie ever. Uh, like, granted, I have not seen the other, an the, the, the other two classic it animated scooby-doo movies like witch's ghost and cyber and cyber chase Cyberchase? right so i i think that's halloween themed i'm not sure but but anyway i did not see witch's ghost i have no biased opinion on that but zombie island is a whole different beast of a scooby-doo movie like not only do you think 
like uh, not only do you think like oh like not like like not only do you think that the zombies are the bad guy but the people who made them zombies are actually the bad guys and it's like these three women that i forgot their names of but they orchestrated like they like like they orchestrated the mystery incorporated gang to come on this zombie island it's it's great like the animation still holds up Uh, um like 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 the animation still holds up i love the humor in this show it's just, it's such a classic to me. Like, I like, like, I, I love Zombie Island. How about you? I do, too. I am a huge Scooby-Doo fan. I didn't put a single Scooby-Doo movie in my top five, unfortunately. But uh, I, it was hard to pick, and I decided to cut them out. But I I just love Scooby-Doo. The comedy from the, from the Halloween specials or their specials in general varies. But I just think it's such a great franchise. And... Uh, Zombie Island basically reinvigorated Scooby-Doo. It helped mm-hmm. uh, usher in what would then be the uh, James Gunn um, live-action movies, then the new TV show, uh, What's New Scooby-Doo, and then there was What's Mystery Inc. So, yeah. Oh, that's a... I love that theme song. It's so great. It's a genuinely it's, great song. It's the greatest Scooby-Doo um, theme ever. Like, like sorry, yeah. OG theme, but like... A simple plan just makes it better. <laughs> exactly. 2000s uh, pop rock um, mm-hmm. royalty. And also, it's it was also like a turning point in the Scooby-Doo franchise that there was the formula, right? Like, oh, it's somebody in a costume. And that formula has been done very well in many of the Scooby-Doo, like made-for-TV uh, specials. But doing that simple twist was such uh, a game-changer that allowed the more fantastical element introduced to Scooby-Doo. Like there's also, I also personally love Scooby-Doo alien invaders where they're like a real, it's like real aliens and Shaggy falls in love with like this funny alien girl. It's just amazing. So (laughs) funny. Of course, of course Shaggy would fall in love with an alien, you know, like he's into anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like it was, it was between Zombie Island or the live action like Scooby Doo 2002 movie as well. But actually, no, it was that, it was actually that or Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed because that's more of a spooky vibe. Whereas Scooby Doo 2002 is more like a summer vibe, you know, because like they're, yeah. they're spending their time on an island or whatever. But yeah, but, but I don't know. Like if James Gunn like really did have his way, like, like his actual like version of the script would have gone on to the movie rather than like Warner Brothers just trying to like shave off whatever script he, like he tried to write, which is a yeah. shame, really. Yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 that's okay, you know? But yeah, uh, that's my number three. What is your number three? My number three is a film that will probably be a lot of people's like a childhood favorite. I didn't see it for the first time until last year, but it now and it's Beetlejuice talking about Tim Burton that I mentioned you've, him you've <laughs> earlier. Never seen Beetlejuice before? No, I haven't. I just haven't. Okay, holy crap! Well, I don't know. I live in another country. That's my excuse. <laughs> that's okay. That's that's a good excuse. That's a good excuse, actually. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Like, I've loved Beetlejuice like since I was a teenager. Really. So. So. So, so yeah, uh, what do you, what do you love about Beetlejuice? <laughs> well, uh, this is going to sound very weird, but I, sure. I, I knew Beetlejuice existed because I saw like Beetlejuice costumes, like celebrities doing them and references all the time, but I had never seen the film. And then the musical came out and Beetlejuice, the musical became very popular amongst like musical theater nerds like me. And so hmm. I yeah. decided to check the film out. And also, it's Winona Ryder's birthday today. So it's oh my a God, it coincidence. Is. Yeah. And so I checked the film out. And it's the musical is very different, mainly because musicals are a different medium. But I found it so fun, so irreverent, so wildly creative. And what I love most are the performances. Catherine O'Hara is great. She's always funny. Every single one of her outfits... The, like the weird sculpture she makes. Yeah. Um, Winona Ryder, I thought that Lydia was going to be a little bit more of a main character, but it doesn't bother me that she's not so much like the protagonist because she's like a great foil to her crazy parents. Like she's so muted and her parents are so extravagant. 
But to me, the people who steal the show are Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin, and Michael Keaton. It's like just obviously all time great, all time great performances. They're just so good. And I just I just love everything about it. I love the set design. I love the concept. Like the weird bureaucratic hell is so funny to me. And and I just think it's a it's a really fun, like widely creative blockbuster sort of movie. It's like a movie anyone can enjoy, but it also has like layers to it and a lot of attention to detail, just like well, Tim Burton knows how. So uh that's my fourth pick. I love Beetlejuice. I also, I also like Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, like you've hit, yeah, like you've hit all the, yeah, you've hit all the chip marks on what makes Beetlejuice such a special movie. Really, like it's the production design, it's the performances, it's like, it's the whole atmosphere of what Tim Burton has like, like presents and what he has been putting in his movies ever since. Like, uh, and like. And of course, you have Winona Ryder playing like the most iconic goth teenager we've, we've like like we've ever seen. Uh, we have Michael Keaton playing the iconic Beetlejuice. Like he's like 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 he's great. I could watch many movies of Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice, and obviously we are getting the long-awaited sequel. But I don't know. Like unfortunately, that's not really going to be the same. But 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 who knows really it could be like like it could be a top gun maverick situation in which in which this particular legacy sequel like uh, outshines its predecessor or it could be another hocus pocus 2 situation where like everything great about the first movie is thrown out the window i hope even if it's not a top gun maverick situation i hope at least it's good like mm-hmm. nobody wants to watch a bad film so if it's yeah. like average but like even if it's not better than the original and i don't think it's gonna be in my opinion because like how do you top the original beetlejuice but even if it's just like okay i'll be good with that but the your original, job tim nothing is good nothing is gonna top the original for me yeah do your job tim or else not not that i'm threatening tim burton's life or anything like i don't <laughs> okay no okay. but he's been on a downward slump a little bit he, he 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 has been like i don't know but yeah uh but i mean wednesday is well i mean wednesday was successful pretty much yeah it's but true, that's it's about true. it that's about it okay my number two is halloween three season of the witch oh yeah that's like the halloween yep slasher is... film franchise yes it is part of oh, the wow. Hall- yes it is part of the halloween franchise uh uh, get this, the third movie doesn't have Michael Myers. Okay. Oh, I've only seen the first one because like That's okay. I know that the like the sequels to slashers tend to be really <laughs> mocked. I'm gonna but... I'm, oh my god, wait. I'm gonna get into those sequels in a bit. But uh but yeah, like what makes Halloween three like pretty special is that it incorporates from John Carpenter's I Sorry, excuse me. Um, it so like the third hollow so so like a third movie of the Halloween franchise like stems from John Carpenter's original idea on Halloween being an anthology film series rather than a continuing oh. story on okay. Laurie Strode being forever stalked by Michael Myers. Yeah, so, I think that would have been a better idea than what yes. wound up happening. Yes, yes, I'm telling you, like John Carpenter was. Uh, is such a genius with like making these type of movies and like he knew and like he knew what he was cooking with that first movie and unfortunately he didn't direct the second one which is fine but the third movie i think is great without i i think it's it's great without michael and here's why it's that the third movie basically has like this doctor guy investigate like like investigate a recent death and and it leads him to this cult town where these people are like where these people are making these like pumpkin helmet things and when they put them on their heads begin to like rot and 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 such yeah like it's really really gross and um 
and essentially this doctor like tries to do everything he can to stop it when um when really uh when really like yeah it's just it's just such a and I'm gonna get to that. So like like Halloween three is just such a fun sequel, you know, like it's fun like <laughs> Like the fact that this movie was in fact called Halloween three without Michael Myers, and it still like had such a great, like enthralling plot and story. And um, it, it, it has such a badass character in the form of Tom Watkins. And, and, and that it has such a great commentary on how mindless entertainment, could turn our vulnerable brains into mush. Like it's, 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 it's such genius. Like, like it just has such, genius themes here and dare i say like probably the best movie of the halloween franchise and listen and listen okay look, I, i'll my, check it my out my love and, and listen and listen i will love the original halloween as listen i will forever love the og halloween movie but halloween 3 has i think has such a great ending That'll that, that that'll leave you with a lot of ambiguous thoughts. So there's that, and wow. and yeah, no, that's great. I didn't love the first Halloween movie, maybe because again, a lot of like very iconic films sometimes they're like so embedded into pop culture that like I already knew like Michael Myers and all that stuff. There was like no surprise, but this sounds so different from what I thought that like a Halloween sequel would be like yes. <laughs> that i'm intrigued i'm gonna check it out that's great and and you want to know and also halloween 3 is the perfect way on using less michael whereas with halloween ends has less michael but it has but it has michael be an absolute be, be, become an absolute weak little bitch he he is a I don't know, like the slasher movies. I just watched the the Friday the thirteenth, uh, one and two this year for the first time. And slashers mm. are are very funny protagonists. They either have ridiculous plot armor and can't die, or are either <laughs> like insanely vulnerable. It's very funny. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, the recent like Halloween movies, like like. Like, like I'm talking about the requel trilogy in which Jamie Lee Curtis like comes back as Laurie. So the way that it worked was that those films took place right, like took place 50 years after the original, like like after the original. And I think that's such a, and I think like for a Halloween like requel with like Jamie Lee Curtis back, um, it's a good idea. But to have two sequels. But but to have two sequels after that, it's it's not like 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 it was really like stretching that plot like way too thin, and I wasn't really a fan of that. And please, for the love of God, David Gordon Green should keep away from making more horror from making more horror movies. He should go back to making stupid shitty comedies. Like, please, come on, make another Pineapple Express. I beg you, come on. Yeah, I think that, and I'm going to get into it a little bit more with my next pick, but um, I think that directing horror it requires a, a delicate hand. Uh, horror seems like an easy genre to tackle, but actually pacing is everything and lighting and atmosphere, and it's very easy to mess up. Like, I know that a lot of people complain about the lighting in the last Halloween requels because, like, it was very, like, oh light, and people j could just, like, you, you just saw Michael coming out of the shadows. It's 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 very sad to see franchises just, just, like yeah. Just Michael Myers like chilling in the sewers just makes no sense to me. Like you're telling me that he just gave up killing people and lived in the sewer. I don't buy that shit. What are you talking about? Yeah. Also, in a post scream world, why would you why would you make a bad horror sequel? <laughs> scream already made fun of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like Scream 2022 did make fun of that, which is just great, you know, like especially with Scream 6 in which I thought like it wasn't going to focus really on Ghostface, but then like it but then like it does a complete 180 being all like, hey, being like, hey, the guy you thought that was going to be Ghostface for the rest of the movie is now dead. 
So here's a different ghost face. Yeah, I just I just think that um, the Scream franchise is like with it uh, its ups and downs. It's it's the most consistent like slasher franchise out of like the the main ones. And also, if you ask me, there's not a bad Scream movie in this franchise. Yes, I like Scream Three. Sue me, okay? I like. Oh yeah, no, Scream Three is interesting. I, I yeah. think it got poor reception simply because people had very high expectations, but. If you oh, take the Williams movie, to, you did, to do the great. script, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Now, for my number two, um, I chose The Shining. Um, yeah. I saw pick. The Shining for the first time in 2019 in theaters because it, they were celebrating the 20th anniversary of Kubrick's passing. And so uh, they put a, like all his like main filmography back on the and here I have my like little pamphlet. There's Jack Torrance, and nice. I just the Shining to me became like sort of a the shining beacon of what a what kind of horror movies I like. I'm not really a gore person. I, I think the special effects are really admirable, but it's not really my thing. But I love when it's about atmosphere. And the Shining, it's it's a slow burn, but it never bores me. It never lets up my attention. And I just, it has so many layers, um, both thematically and also um, metaphorically with uh, everything it represents. It's denouncing domestic abuse. It's denouncing toxic masculinity. I find that, well, personally, I don't know. I've never read the Stephen King book, but I I personally read. um, Oh, it's different. Yeah, no, I know it's very different, but I think think the, the, the changes made were good. Because uh, literature and the written word is a very different medium for horror than uh, the screen. And I think that um, The Shining, sort well, to me, and Danny's ability to shine, kind of like Danny being very empathetic versus Jack, his father, being so narcissistic, unempathetic, like almost sociopathic. And then he becomes like actually sociopathic at the end. So I just think it it's a very um it's very disturbing but a very uh powerful exploration of domestic abuse. I just find it to be a, such a phenomenal film. Um even to this day it's one of like my all-time favorites. Yes. Uh I need to give The Shining a rewatch cuz I haven't seen it in a very very long time. Like probably since I was like a teenager really just when I was like discovering film and Oh, oh my God! Uh, Isabel just left the meeting. Uh, that's weird. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, I am going to keep talking until okay. I am going to wait until Isabel comes back. So, yeah. Uh, that is is so weird. Uh, let me. Was <laughs> uh. And the texture would be like, hey, are you coming back? <laughs> hi, hi, she's back. Isabel's back. Okay. Uh uh Isabel's like internet unexpectedly cut out, but that's okay. She's back. Yeah. <laughs> what was I talking about? I was talking about the shining. Uh, yeah, we were yeah. on the shining. Yes, we were on we were on the shining. I was talking about me wanting to revisit it. But yeah, I admire, but, but, but yeah, like Stanley Kubrick's work is something that I have always reminded of. Basically, Eyes Wide Shut is probably my favorite work from the guy, like probably my favorite film of his. And, uh, and I'm definitely gonna like, gonna like revisit The Shining soon. And I should like watch some of like Stanley's other stuff too. Like, I still need to watch Barry Lyndon though, because, and of course, this is gonna sound crazy. I've never seen Dr. Strangelove. No, no, oh, wow, I know, I know it's shocking, it's shocking, right? Like, the most, like, it's a, I have never seen the greatest satire film of all time. Oh, right? I think it's great. I didn't, I didn't get it the first time I watched it, but uh, as I get older, the more it, I, I understand all the layers of satire going through it are great. 
And I just want to say one last thing on The Shining. I also chose it as a Halloween movie because I, I have a lot of horror movies and um and they're like very all very different amongst themselves. But I chose this one in particular because one, it's like the movie that got me into more interested in horror because I had like this idea that all horror was like just slashers and I don't know, like uh, unending sequels and uh, I've discovered like a more a tour filmmaking sort of uh, uh, type of horror thanks to The Shining. And also the day they move into the Overlook Hotel, it's on October 31st. So mm-hmm. I think uh, <laughs> it's very on theme. Ah, interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Have you watched uh, Dr. Sleep? No, I have not because really? I, it, and it's not that I thought it was going to be like, horrible i i the cast involved it's it's great and everything maybe it's a fun time but i just um this is gonna sound a little mean towards i i i i have a lot of respect towards stephen king he writes like no one else like he writes very fast but i always think that he's the i prefer when stephen king adaptations change the source material because i never liked like his endings so when works are made trying to be faithful to Stephen King novel novels, I I tend to not <laughs> be that interested. Right. 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 Yeah, I totally get you. Um, I remembered liking Doctor Sleep, I think, when I saw it. I haven't watched it in three years, so I wouldn't know. But 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 yeah, from what I've heard, Doctor Sleep is pretty good. And I and I and I am a fan of Mike Flanagan as a filmmaker, so there's that. And uh, hot take, I love The Haunting of Hill House more than I love American Horror Story. The TV show? Yes. Oh, okay. I haven't watched the TV show. I've watched the original 1963 film, The Haunting. Ah, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so like, if you like The Haunting, then I think you're, I think you're definitely going to love Hill House. So. Okay. And like, there's Thank also you. yeah, yeah. There's also a uh, Lie Manor, which is pretty good, but it's not as great as, but it's not as great as Hill House. Midnight Mass is fantastic, and from what I've heard from a lot of, from a lot of people, The Fall of the House of Usher is really good. Oh, okay. That's oh, I'm so bad at like uh, watching all the TV shows that are on my like Netflix list because right, yeah. TV shows sometimes can be very long. <laughs> so it's a daunting task. I I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, your number two was The Shining, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My number one, and this is like this. I'm 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 gonna go in a bit of a cheat here. This is kind of cheating. Uh, this is technically not a movie, but it feels like a movie. It is okay. an animated show that takes place in Halloween. Uh, um, it is called Over the Garden Wall. Oh, I love Over the Garden Wall. Let's I go! It, I, I watched it. Um, I was really into the whole, like, when um, sort of like Cartoon Network 2010's Renaissance, uh, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, Over the Garden Wall, all those uh, amazing world of Gumball. Those shows were like my childhood. And Over the Garden Wall, the, the older I, I become, the more I appreciate it because it has so many layers. And also, well, uh, not to brag, but I'm a history major, and I just love the way it plays with historical reference, and the music is amazing. I listen to the album all the time. It's just, it's the greatest, yeah. like, spooky theme work of art ever, and it's so short, but like, so it moving. Is, it is 10 episodes, 10, 10 minutes each. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, and, oh my god, I just really love the story with these, like, two brothers, which is, like, Wirt and Greg. Yeah, yeah, Wirt and Greg. I love Wirt and Greg so so much, and and, and also like and also like the little frog that uh, that Greg takes with him, who he names a lot of different names with the frog. <laughs> George it's, it's Washington. George Jason Washington. Thunderburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And, and, and as you said before, like like the animation is just great. The music is great. You know, to Adelaide, to Adelaide, to Adelaide. <laughs> to Adelaide's parade. My favorite song is the Highwayman song. 
like oh, the, uh, highway, the highway man, man. <laughs> it's so good and i just think that every episode is so unique and they're like only 10 minutes long but they tell very beautiful stories about uh love and loss and grief and i also found like the the core story with the uh huntsman and mm-hmm. the the woodsman i'm sorry um and yeah, the his woodsman. daughter i i remember i didn't I didn't fully get the resolution of the story when I first saw the show while it was airing and on rewatch I got it and it's so heartbreaking but it has such a beautifully bittersweet resolution it's just amazing it, it gets me it really really gets me like as soon as like when Greg had like <laughs> was like almost becoming a rue I was I was like no Greg oh, don't yeah. go <laughs> what are you doing? And, and and also like this show has such a great cast you have like like you got elijah wood melanie linsky yes. christopher lloyd um john cleese uh who else is in john this? cleese yes yeah I, play- I hadn't caught that and i'm a yeah, big monty python fan oh wow uh, thank you <laughs> he voices quincy edicott oh yeah the he's the, the yeah, the 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 warring tea companies, and he's in like the big house, and oh, that that episode is great. It's very funny. And uh, Tim Curry as Auntie Whispers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Tim Tim Curry is like just like Catherine O'Hara has her Beetlejuice Halloween money. Then Tim Curry is the king of Halloween for me. Like Rocky Horror. Um, he's also the original It, like uh, Pennywise. He's just oh, like, amazing God. in anything. <laughs> Oh my god, I also love Rocky Horror. Why didn't I have that on my list? I'm sorry, guys. Also, I also love Rocky uh, Horror. Which one is the Scooby-Doo movie with the, um, uh, with the band, with like the eco-gods that are very famous? I forgot their name. I don't know. Uh, Scooby-Doo goth band. I don't know. Because Tim Curry's the villain in the that Hex one. Girls. The Hex yeah. Girls? Yeah. Yeah, he's the villain in the movie with the Hex World. So he's just like the king of Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, from Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost, and uh, and they reappeared in Scooby Doo: Legend of the Vampire. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, something something tells me that they could have been a real band. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> oh man, I just yeah. Over the Garden Wall is amazing, and that's a yeah, rock it's fact. incredible. It's a rock, and fact. that's a rock, <laughs> rock fact. fact. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Like. From like Greg. the Greg, I Greg, love Greg too. Definitely Greg. I love. And Greg. I love that his costume is like an elephant, so he puts like a little tea kettle upside yeah. down on his head. Oh, so it's so cute. It's so creative. Yeah. Um, yeah, Greg is my favorite character too. He's just adorable. I relate to him. <laughs> he's nice. just C. yeah. He's such. He's just a silly, goofy kid. You know. Yeah. And he brings like some warmth to the show, which can get mm-hmm. very dark for like it was on Cartoon Network, so it has to yeah. be PG, but it can get pretty spooky. Yeah. All right. What's what's your number one? My number one is also animated and it's a childhood favorite of mine. It's it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. I cool. Cool. love <laughs> peanuts. I love anything peanuts. Uh people sometimes look at me weird, but I think that uh, um, a Charlie Brown Christmas, the first Peanuts TV special is it's just like it's genuinely amazing. It's a masterpiece to me. It's such a uh, it was such a groundbreaking uh, piece of animation when it came out uh, because it has a jazz soundtrack. It has actual children voice actors uh, because back yeah. in the 60s, their norm was that like little boys uh, were voiced by that would like do like funny pitched up voices but it was always adults and Charles M. Schultz wanted actual children to voice uh, his own characters so a, um, a Charlie Brown Christmas um, they actually had kids and of course you can tell because sometimes the uh, dialogue is a little awkward but I think it adds a lot of naturalism and um, it's great pumpkin Charlie Brown I think also ha- carries over many of those qualities from the original uh, Christmas time, Charlie Brown. The soundtrack again by Vince Guaraldi Trio is great. Um, they managed to make like spooky jazz, um, and I also think that the story is very creative because it's like Linus basically sort of turns Halloween into Christmas. 
with oh this idea God. of a pumpkin that brings gifts for little boys and girls. Yeah. And also, I think that Snoopy's side plot, when he's like a World War One pilot fighting the Red Baron, yeah. it's so intense made like it's 1917 okay it's the greatest world war one movie of all time i just think it's oh amazing perfect no notes i love anything peanuts that's no, that, no, that is such a wild take to say for you to say that the great pumpkin Charlie that to say that to say it's the great pumpkin charlie brown being like the greatest world war movie ever made <laughs> i know oh. it's wild but i i stand by what i say Okay. I don't care what anyone thinks. <laughs> that's that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I only know that one scene from the movie. I think it's the. Uh, I, I, I think, I think it's a. I got a piece of chocolate candy. I got a candy candy. I got a nickel. I got a rock. I got a rock. <laughs> it has so many great little Halloween jokes. There's the Halloween party with like the apple contest, and then. Snoopy comes out and everybody's like grossed out that he was eating from the apples. I also love that Charlie Brown tries to make like the uh, ghost costume, like cut out the eyes and then he cuts out like too many holes. And so his costume is all messed up. Uh, it's just like really, really He's a charming. ghost with many eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just charming and silly. And I just, I just think it stands the test of time. And also I am biased. I, watch it every halloween mm -hmm. and so or like every october at least even if it's not the 31st but i just think it's a very sweet and charming uh all ages um it's not a movie it's like a tv special it's very short but it's just really really sweet and uh i think it's a classic that's great i think i, I, I think that is a great top five list that you have <laughs> thank you i will definitely i will definitely check out you know, great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Uh, like I gotta be honest though, peanut specials were a blind spot of mine. I was never like, I was never like really into peanuts as most children were, just because like, like, just because like I don't know. I just didn't watch them as much as a kid. I do love the Peanuts movie though from 2015. That's a great fucking movie, by the way. If you've ever yeah, seen I, it, yeah, I no, yeah, I saw it. It's just. Okay. I think the Peanuts movie is very charming and it adapted like the 2D style that is characteristic of the comics very well. But it, it's very different from the vibe of the comic. Like the Peanuts comics are very sarcastic and have a very dry humor. And that one is a little bit like too happy-go-lucky in my opinion. But it's a cool, it's a cute movie. I think it's sweet. Sometimes it's great that it's happy go lucky. I don't know. Like it's such it's a true. vibe to me. It's it's such a vibe to me. I don't know. It's just Charlie Brown hanging out with his friends. He's trying to impress this girl. It's just all so sweet. It's Scoop. And of course And of course Snoopy has his own thing going on too. So like he has his own little side plot with the love of his life too. So that's it's all great. It's all great there, you know? Like it's uh, I don't know. But yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I don't have it with me here right now, but I have like the compendium of like all the strips together and like little mini books with like all the uh, strips combined. I just think that Peanuts is like just so witty and smart. Uh, like anything Peanuts. Charles, there's a documentary about Charles and Schultz, and it's very good. I I recommend it to anyone who's who's listening right now. Ooh, so I'll put it on the list. I'll put it on the list. But yeah, but but. but... But uh, but yeah, also it's just a shame that the specials aren't airing on TV anymore. Now they're like now they're on Apple TV Plus or some shit. Like, oh on. yeah, I I have them on DVD. Well, well that's good. <laughs> had, yeah, my parents had them on DVD, so I I never saw them like on. And I would watch them uh, on DVD every Halloween, and of course it's a Christmas time, Charlie Brown Christmas, and the um the tank the two thanksgiving specials on thanksgiving like that's my experience with thanksgiving for me <laughs> that's cool that's really cool but yeah uh impressive top five lists that we Thank have you. here uh, yours is also very varied thanks. and wild <laughs> Thank you. to recap uh my number five is monster house my number four is terrifier 2 
My number three is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. My number two is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And my number one is Over the Garden Wall. And my recap is number five, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. My number four, Monster High, Why Do Ghouls Fall in Love? Number Beetlejuice. Number two, The Shining. And number four, uh, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. We did it. We've we've reached the end. Uh, all I could say to my fellow listeners, have a happy and safe hollow weekend. You know, like uh, stay close with your like uh, stay close with your friends. You know, like don't like your like like uh, stay close with your friends and such. Just have fun and be safe. And and this has been another great Halloween special, Isabel. I just want to say thank you for being on again. We should definitely do so this much. again. Yeah, we should yes. definitely do this again sometime. And anyways, ciao, ciao all. 